Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, once again, your host for today. This is going to be a unique, um, special episode for our Fellowship Family podcast, where I'm about ready to turn it over to Mark Carey to continue in a conversation where over this past weekend, um, he ended his sermon with an interview with one of our congregational members, Mark Seals. And uh, we had to trim some of that for the purposes of timing for the corporate gatherings. However, Mark Seals had plenty more things to share and say, and we want to release and unveil that full interview um, in totality with you right now. So I'm going to turn it over to Mark Carey chatting with Mark Seals. Mark Seals. You are um, uh, here to uh, share, I think, uh, a pretty powerful story of um, what God is doing in your life. Uh, but it's a story and a, an encouragement and a challenge I think our whole congregation needs to hear. So right. um, let's let's start by kind of introducing you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, okay. your family. Okay, well, Diane and I are from uh, Alabama. We spent uh, quite a few years in Tuscaloosa. Uh, in 2005, um, we decided God had given us some opportunities to make some changes. We moved to Arizona. Um, we were transferred back east in 2008 and found this wonderful church, Fellowship Bible Church. And uh, uh, we were here from 2008 to 2012, had a home group that we hosted in our home, got very close to some really wonderful people. Um, in 2012, we had an opportunity to move to Massachusetts uh, for, for a different career opportunity, which we were there for two years. We came had a just a really unique opportunity to come back here in 2014, and we've been here ever since. So uh, that aggregates to 12 total years of uh attending here at uh, fellowship and it's been uh, it's been a wonderful experience for us you have uh and you've got kids and grandkids we, nearby too we have uh three grown children uh they all live in the martinsburg charlestown area and uh five grandchildren uh, they attend here as well and um so that's kind of the kind of family yeah so mark Sherry, you you have been going through some um, some health challenges, and um, walk us through a little bit what 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 your journey has been like health wise recently. Sure. So, um, in January of 2021, 15 months ago, I was diagnosed with um, esophageal um, andio. And deal carcinoma with metastasis to uh, to all of my lymph nodes in my liver. Um, by the time it was diagnosed, we were well into stage four. Eighty um, percent of my liver was involved with tumors and that type thing. So the prognosis was not very good. Um, it, the oncologist has said there's just so much disease there that uh, he used words like incurable and palliative care, which means we'll keep you comfortable and all that kind of thing. So uh, back uh, about this time last year, we were, I was 140 pounds, uh, extremely ill and grave um, health. And 
So one, one of my favorite movies uh, was The Princess Bride, came on years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking back then there was a scene in there where they took uh, one of the stars to uh, Miracle Max. He was dead, right? Or they thought he was dead. So Billy Crystal is just this great actor. He was playing Miracle Max. And they took him in there and said, well, how can he help? He's dead. He said, well, woo -hoo -hoo, look, who knows so much. It turns out your friend here is only mostly dead. He said, mostly dead is slightly alive. So I, I really, I thought about that. And um, so where there's light, there's hope, right? Mm -hmm. So I really looked at it in two different ways. One was I remembered the story of Hezekiah in the Bible. And he actually went, the prophet came to uh, to Hezekiah and told him basically his reign was over, God was going to take him. And he asked the prophet to go back to God and ask for 30 years, I believe it was. Well, God graciously granted him more time. It was 15 years or whatever it was. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to take a shot. And I, I did. I prayed that God would give me 10 years if that was in his will. And I kind of referred to that as this is a potential outcome. This is the Hezekiah outcome. Uh, alternatively, uh, I thought through Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane, and basically what he said is, Lord, uh-uh, no way. There's got to be another way, uh, because he knew what he was about to go through. Uh, well, as it turns out, that was the way that God could redeem mankind, just through what Christ had to suffer, and that was God's will for him. So, I thought, you know, that may be the outcome here that God has, you know, as I'm going out that, you know, he'll allow me to to use that for a different purpose. So so it was kind of at that time, it was two potential outcomes. It was going to be Hezekiah or it was going to be the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. interesting thing is that um, it, it was it was difficult. And um, but Diane and I were able to really accept that. Um, after a lot of prayer, tons of people praying for us, but it was very likely at that time, according to the, you know, the medical people that, you know, you just aren't going to get out of it. It's just too much. So, um, back about April last year, uh, things started getting better. I was on, you know, an aggressive chemotherapy and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was able to actually, things were just improving and getting better. So this is 15 months later now. And so it kind of appears that that Hezekiah outcome may be, you know, we don't know, no. have no idea, but, you know, that may be the outcome that we're, that we're heading for. I think you told me uh, recently the doctor uh, called you clinically stable. Clinically stable. That's what he said. We are whatever that means. Whatever that knows. Well, um, it, it kind of means, I guess, that uh, for any of us, yeah. we we have today. We do. We don't have tomorrow assured. No. And so, um, you know what? So in this journey, and, and when you get a diagnosis like that, yeah, you and and you have walked with the Lord Long many time. years, decades, yeah, and and and. Uh, You've 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 pursued the Lord. You've you've served the Lord in in many capacities. Um, so what what has He been teaching you now through through this? Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been really interesting. Um, the first thing is is that as of January twenty twenty one, all of my very carefully laid plans amounted to zero. Mm. 
So I really had all this figured out, right? I mean, I've had 40 years in manufacturing. Um, yeah. We're, you know, maturing with our holding company. So what's next? Uh, you know, once, once we sell, what's next? Well, I had all that figured out. So I, I had uh, been accepted in a doctor program. The plan was, is, and I was working on that uh, when all this occurred. In what? But, in what uh, area? In business. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the plan was is after 40 years in manufacturing, get out of that, do something different, teach at the university level. Um, I like doing that. I like academics and um, was having a great time doing it. And then, bam, something happened. Um, so all of those plans, that I really felt like that was where God was leading us. A dog ain't going to hunt. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're out of time. So uh, that was quite a revelation. Um, so the second thing that, that happened is that, and I tell people this, and, you know, I kind of get funny looks, but it's I never had a moment of fear over this. I mean, you know, you basically the message was you're done and not fearing it. So I, I kind of. Well, why is that? Um, and it's just a simple thing that all of this Jesus stuff that I've talked about for years and I thought I believed, it just absolutely has to. I really had to believe that or I've been scared to death. And that's become, uh, it's really a revelation that um, is, is very, um, very significant that I realized that. Uh, I really believe what I believed. And it's also become a, a foundation of the testimony that God's given me because what's come out of this is an amend a tremendous amount of evangelism and focus in my life. Um, <laughs> the third thing was that really until the concept of the brevity of life converges with the reality of the brevity of life, we tend to take things for granted. We really do. So... Um, pretty much now in my life, every day, it's sort of like waking up on Christmas morning every day and winning the lottery because I got one more day than I wasn't supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, it, you know, it's really, uh, don't take it for granted. Yeah. So one thing that I really kind of have struggled with a little bit, um, there's a um, group, it's a Facebook group for people who have this esophageal cancer. Uh, the unfortunate thing with this particular disease is that the five-year survivability rate is 4.9%. Mm -hmm. you, you just don't, very few people get through this, right? Um, so I read all of these things. I've engaged with different people on this site, trying to encourage them in the Lord and that kind of thing. Uh, the reaction to it is we're trying to trust God all the way through cursing God. Um, it, it's just, it's a unique experience for everyone and everyone has different ways to deal with it. Um, but what I need to understand is why I've interacted with these people and they're desperate for more life. God, please grant it. And yet they drop like flies. Boom, boom, boom. I see that. I know that. Uh, so I need to, maybe I can't understand it, but to kind of ascertain, uh, why am I still here? It's an important question to me. So um, 
one experience that, that I had that I think helped answer that question. And Mark, you had preached several months ago about sharing your faith and broke it down into three kind of simple elements. One is get their story. Number two is share your story. Number three is that sets you up to share God's story then. So I'm on a flight um, out of um, Pensacola, Florida, and it's six hours late. So it's a business trip or something. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm a little annoyed. Right. Um, and that's the way it is flying anymore. But, you know, that's life. So I finally get on the plane, go to the very back seat on the right side of the plane and young man comes and sits beside me uh he's dressed like a rapper right like flavor flavor some of those guys and he sits down beside me he's like 25 26 years old young guy and so um i started engaging him i asked his story right mm -hmm. so he started telling me um showing me pictures he and his brother uh, had just done a rap show in Austin, Texas, and he was showing me these pictures, just hundreds of people everywhere and all that kind of stuff. Um, so as I was engaging him in that conversation, he was sharing with me, he had grown up in the housing projects in Mobile, Alabama, then they'd moved to Baltimore and some other housing projects, which was a, a rough life for him. Mm -hmm. So I was able to uh, kind of relate to him on that. Uh, Diane and I had a ministry in the housing projects in Tuscaloosa for years where we taught martial arts and right. tutoring and all that kind of stuff. So I, I knew what he was going through. And so he shared with me, he said, this is created, he said, we're in the right place at the right time. It's created all kind of economic opportunities for us to get out of that kind of lifestyle. But he said, I'm scared to death. I thought, scared? This is the whole thing I'm thinking about. You know, I'm not scared, right? So uh, that turned into, well, tell me what you're afraid of. And he started sharing about all the people who have been fortunate enough to get into that. They get shot. They get killed. They they don't make it for very long. And he said that's what he thinks he and his brother are in, in for. In that particular in that, in the rap industry world. world. Yeah. 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 yeah, so uh, so he's sharing that, and I said, well, you know, and I shared with him a little bit about, you know, how, you know, spent time with folks who grew up in that same situation, and then shared with him about, well, you know, I understand about fear, but let me tell you about what I've just been through, and um, I said, I wasn't afraid at all, and he looks at me, and he said, man, how do you say that? So I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Well, now it's time to tell God's story and was able to share on that flight with that kid right then, mm -hmm. the gospel, and he was ready to hear it, and he prayed right then. That's that's what he wanted. That's right, right on that's the plane. That's what he did, right on the plane. So that's turned into what I've kind of called um, Walmart evangelism. Every time, if and what I've committed to the Lord, that kind of answered my question, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here to share every single possibility I have to share the gospel with people through, you know, the story that I tell. When you when you say the C word, people kind of, you know, there's yeah. a visceral reaction to it. And then when you start talking about, you know, that's life and death, that's, that's here and now. And uh, what that means, you know, in terms of God and faith, uh, it really resonates with people. Uh, so that's kind of why I believe that God has me here. So I've shared in Walmart, the exporting good, hotel desk, my 
everywhere. If I if I can get three minutes with you and it looks like I'm going to, guess what you're going to hear? Mm. You're just going to hear it. If you, if you don't want to hear it, you can tell me to stop. But I do not want to miss a single solitary opportunity to share the faith in Christ with people. That's that's. Um, so you could you could spend these days focused on yourself and what what this and what you're going through, or you've chosen to spend these days um, sharing his story, ultimately pointing ultimately to well, his story. That's exactly right. And there's what I've been thinking, and I've, I've shared this with people. I said, there's one conversation that I refuse to have. We're going to all stand before Jesus when, when our time is at end. His blood will cover everything. But one conversation that ain't going to happen is when he asks me what I did with this extra time, I'm not going to say I made more money or I went fishing more or I had some me time. Yeah, um, your bucket list. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to say I shared every single opportunity to share Christ's love. I did it. Yeah. And that's it. Any particular like passages of scripture that God is kind of that is, that has become more real to you? Well, there's really two, Mark. Um, one of them is, is that we go through life, you know, and I'm talking about that convergence of it's a concept of how brief life is and there's a reality of it. Um, I've never felt as alive as I have since I was that close to death. It's just an inverse. It's the way things work, right? So, um, one thing that I we need to finish well in this life, uh, whether you think you're anywhere close to being finished or not, you don't know. You think you do. I thought I did. Like I say, I had it all figured out, man. This, this is how it's going to go. And this is all good. Thank you, Lord. You know, all that kind of stuff. Well, it didn't. Uh, so Second uh, Timothy 4, 7, I fought the good fight. I finished the course. <clears throat> I've kept the faith. That's what, I, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the other thing is, is this, we're going through trials and tribulations um, and we're promised those, right? And God's faithful to make sure we get those. Um, so a lot of the struggle is in our mind and in our heart. It's what we think. And so um, one scripture is Psalms fourteen nineteen. It's just may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and your sight. I mean, that's that's huge. It's the things that we allow in uh, because, you know, our lives are like this. Uh, we go through different thoughts, different emotions and all that. But, you know, um, if we're guided by him in what we allow within our thoughts and our heart and the words that we say, it just makes a big difference. And so when you are out and about at work and, and are going to the store you see people differently. You now you, you yeah. see, they are either going to heaven or they're going to go to hell. But we're Pure all going to stand before that right. that that ultimate judge one day. Yeah. And so you that's what I see. You that's what you see. That's what I see. What exhortation or challenge to to me, to the church body in general can you give then? What what wrap it up and what what would you want me to know, to people to know? As believers, yeah. I mean, well, the first thing is that whole thing about understand how brief this life is. 
we don't want to think about it, and we often don't, but it's there. It truly like the is. The scripture says life is but like a vapor. It's, it's a vapor. It comes up, the sun shines, it's gone. Yeah. That's your life, trust me. I didn't, you know, yeah. <laughs> I got to walk into that, and that, that's great. But um, so given that's our situation, um, you know, I think it's there's so many things that we worry about and we struggle with that have zero eternal consequence. doesn't. Think about all the stuff you're worried about and you struggle with. Um, going from that to waking up every morning, it's Christmas. I won the lottery again. Um, that could have been life all along. Mm -hmm. This uh, additional focus on who's going to hell, who's going to heaven, and seeing people that way and making sure not to miss a single opportunity. Mm. You could be doing that today. Yeah. I could have been doing that all along. I never did it to this degree. And it was, again, that whole thing of, I don't know how much time I got, but I do know I'm going to stand before God, and I know the conversation I ain't going to have. Um, and, and that's really it. And um, everyone in the church, and I'm talking about globally in the church, has the opportunity to do that. Uh, it makes a difference. It makes an eternal difference. And all this other stuff you worried about, really. Puts it um, in perspective. Yeah, and I mean, I've been there, trust me, you know, building business, all that kind of stuff. I'm worried about that. That didn't really matter a whole lot, did yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so that's where, that's my exhortation is take the opportunity, do it now while you can. As a friend once said, the only thing we can take to heaven is a friend. Yeah. So one of the one of the big things that, that I did learn, uh, and this came from a, it's just a quote from a book that a good friend told me, and it was this: For the unbeliever, this world is as good as things will ever be for you. For the believer, this world is as bad as things will ever be for you. Let that sink in and see how that affects your right. heart and your mind. Yeah, it does. Thanks, Mark, for for sharing the story. Um, let me pray for you, if I can. Father, we're grateful that um, you have given us your word uh, of truth. And um, this is how we gain perspective of what really consists of life. Life is not about the things we possess and acquire. Um, it's, it's beyond that. It's a relationship with you. Lord Jesus, you said this is eternal life, that we know you. And um, I pray for Mark and this health challenge. I would ask for healing. I would ask that you would continue to sustain his life and use him as you have um, in, uh, in, in a continued powerful way in people's lives. Open those doors of opportunity. And clearly he's, he, he has eyes to see those opportunities and a mouth to open and a, a heart that, that will share with people continue to provide um, each day those opportunities. But for us as well, who've heard this testimony, I pray, Lord, that it would awaken within us the reality that uh, um, uh, we, don't, we don't have tomorrow guaranteed. And um, if we are your followers, we have, um, we have today to, to bring honor and glory to you and to point others um, to the wonderful good news that uh, you sent your son, Father, to die for us and pay for our sins. And 
he rose again victorious and that we can proclaim that good news um, and trust that you'll open their heart to accept it and believe it. Thank you, Father, that you've made eternal salvation so easy. Um, simple faith in Christ alone and his work for us. Um, challenge us, Father, and um, again, continue to bless uh, Mark and Diane and the family and uh, use them in a mighty way for your honor and glory. I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Mark and Mark. I really appreciate hearing just the vulnerability of Mark Seals' testimony, where he is right now. And man, isn't it just encouraging to, to hear others in our body um, just share where they're at, where we get a chance to be encouraged and also motivated to live a life that God has called us to live. Thank you so much for um, for that, Mark and Mark. Well, I want to thank you guys for watching and listening. And once again, as always, continue to share your thoughts or your stories with us because we want to continue to share what is happening in the lives of our congregation and, uh, and be encouraging and motivating, inspiring to share the gospel um, to those around us. So get on our website. Let us know if you have a story. Um, there's ways to do that, opportunities to share your story. Let us know that you want to communicate just what is going on in your life. So I ask you to do that. You can go to fbcva.org slash podcasts to give us some information about that or fbcva.org slash share my story and um, continue to just live your life this week um, in light of, man, you don't know when your last moment will be. So until we do chat and meet again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. 